And here we are back at church. Yes. Good to see everyone. Y'all are looking pretty too. You got your smiles on. Yes. Yeah. Glory to God. What do you want to do now? Oh, God's got some good word, don't He? Uh, we're going to trust Him. Good things are going to happen. Going to be happy. Going to be happy. I like fun. You guys like fun? You know, I remember I was a little kid. This has nothing to do with the sermon, but you get it for free. We were having breakfast, and my mom and dad cooked biscuits and gravy, which you can't imagine that I don't like biscuits and gravy. But I was little, but anyway, there's four of us. And somehow, somebody's biscuits and gravy ended up in the dog bowl. It was not my biscuits and gravy. Glory to God. But, <laughs> but Mom and Dad weren't happy with that situation at all. And no one would admit to the biscuits and gravy being theirs. Well, they said until somebody admits to that, we're going to get to stay inside right where we're at. I could see immediately that was going to cut into my fun. And I did not like that option at all. That was going to cut into my playtime, my bike, my friends. And I was not happy with that. And I was willing to sacrifice for that not to happen. So I immediately took the blame for the biscuits and gravy so that fun could be had. <laughs> Said all that so you'd know I like to have fun. <laughs> and we should have fun because we got a good God. We have a God that is for us, not against us. You know, I was I was reading some uh, different things and talking to some people this week, and there are so many people out there that do not understand that we serve a good God, that we serve a God that is always on our side, that He's always looking out for our best interest, right? And He's always giving us opportunities to be in on His good. You know, He's not just good to us. He's going to give you opportunity to be in on His good. Right? He's going to be good to somebody else through you. He's going to help other people through you. That's how good He is. He's not just good to you. He's good through you. He's good around you. He's good on you. He's just good. Amen? And so we're going to look at the Word today and encourage ourselves. Encourage ourselves that our God is for us. There are, two, there are enough people out there saying, well, God, God caused you this problem and He led you over here because He needed you to get down so you could look up or whatever they say. I don't know what the... You know, too many of those people. We need all these people who are saying, oh, no, 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 no. I know what I'm going through, but God's for me. And not only am I going, I'm going through. I'm not stopping. I'm not sulking. I'm not whining. I'm, not, I'm going through. And I'm going over. And I'm coming out. Amen? Because that's the God we serve. And if you know that God, you'll serve that God. And you'll serve Him in that way. You know, I saw a verse last week. I was having a, um, I was having an opportunity not to have a good day. How about that? And, you know, I, I took way too much time in that opportunity. And uh, finally said, wait a second, hey, this ain't how you do it. And I started looking in the Word. Just started looking up words on the computer, pulled one up. Uh, pull up uh, Psalm 1830 in the King James. Pulled this verse up. As for God, His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. And that's a great verse, reading it out of the King James, isn't it? You know, but King James, he don't talk like me. No. So I pulled it up in the Message Bible. 
Pull that up in the message Bible. What a God. Oh, I like the way it starts already. What a God. His road stretches straight and smooth. Every God direction is road tested. <laughs> in other words, it's already passed. It's all, everyone who runs towards Him makes it. Everyone. The key to that is running towards Him. Everyone that runs towards Him makes it. That's what religious tradition tries to get you not to do. It tries to get you to run away from Him. He's your problem. He's the one who puts you there. You're not going to run towards your problem. Right? But He's not your problem. He's your answer. He's your best friend. And He's for you. He's for you. It doesn't matter what your circumstance is. He's for you in every circumstance in your life. He's for you. Whether you put yourself in the, in the circumstance or whether you're going through the circumstance, he, He's for you. And He's your answer to coming out. And He's already made a plan for you to come out. Glory to God. Look at Romans 8. I like it when my plan for victory has already been made. Right? You don't have to try to figure it out then. You just know you're going to win. Right? You don't have to sit around and scratch your head and say, well, that's a pretty tough situation. I don't see how I'm going to win. You already did. So when it's all over, you will have won if you ran towards God. Right? If you trusted that He is good, if you trusted that He is your answer, that He's not your problem, that He doesn't just... I'm not going to say that. Yeah. He's not your problem. Glory to God. Amen? We can be encouraged in that. That's what, that's what keeps us encouraged. And today as we read these, you may know God's for you, but encourage yourself in that. Build yourself up in that goodness. Don't, don't just read these and say, oh yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. No, Get in it. Get in it. And, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get in it and get excited. You know, you know. I was talking to Brother Moore yesterday, by the way. <laughs> Almost forgot that. They decided that, that it would be good to take uh, Mr. Powers, her, her dad, away for the holidays. And so that is where they are. They're away for the holidays with him and having a good time. Amen? And, uh, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I, you know, I uh, was talking this morning about my uh, mom. I said, the second Christmas that I've spent without her, and I miss her. But, but I'm resigned to the fact she doesn't miss me at all. No. She doesn't, and that's good. I'm glad she's happy, and it won't be long. We'll all be back together. Glory to God. Yeah, but I know her, and she don't miss me at all. Glory to God. God is on our side. Amen? He helps us with those things as well. In Romans 8.29, he talks about knowing us. And he said, For he did foreknow, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. How many of you know you're one of the born of many brethren? You, may, you ain't the firstborn, but because there's a firstborn, you're the nextborn. Yeah, the firstborn was the first so that you could be in that line. That, that'll encourage you right there because being in that line puts, makes God for you. He's your dad. He's your father. You think He's for you? He's for you. Amen. Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called, and whom He called, He also justified. So you're qualified to be who you are. 
Right? The devil may have lied to you and said, you know, you're not, you're not qualified. You're qualified. He qualified you. He qualified you and justified you and glorified you to win in every circumstance, to be victorious in everything you do, to be like Jesus. Amen? Amen. He justified into them. He also glorified. What shall we say to these things then? If God be for us, who can be against us? If I'm saved, who can be against me? If I'm justified, just like I'd never sinned, if I'm glorified, if I, if I am made to be His brother, then who can bring accusation against me? Who can come against me? You, 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 fighting against God ain't smart. And if you're fighting against His... I'll guarantee you, you might hit me in the mouth. You hit my daughter in the mouth. We're going to have war. That He's a dad. He's a dad. Amen? You start messing with his kids. If you'll notice reading back through the chapters, the, the people that got annihilated and things like that were people who messed with his kids. Amen? They messed with his people. You don't mess with God's people. When you do that, you're messing with God. God is for us. Amen? I don't know what your circumstance is, but God's for you. He is going to fight on your side, which means you win. Right? He's on your team. You know, you ever play those games in, in school where everybody stood to one side and two captains picked the teams? You know, once you pick God, you don't need anybody else on your team. You say, I'll take God. He's now, that's it. Yeah. I pick Him and you can have everyone else. Right? Because you just won. Amen? Because He's a good God. Glory to God. What shall we say then? If God be for us, who can be against us? Glory to God. That is the God we serve. That is the God who says He'll be with us. He's for you and He'll be with you. He not, he's not just for you. He's not just standing back there rooting for you. He's going through it with you. Amen? Amen. Remember what He said in Isaiah 43.2? What did He say? Put that up in the King James. Even though we'll read it a little different. Isaiah 43.2 When you pass... Through the waters, what? I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Why? Because He'll be with you. He's not saying, go do this alone. He's saying, I'm coming with you. <laughs> if God's coming with you, you're coming out. I don't care how big the river is. I don't care how deep the flood is. I don't care how fast it's running. I don't care how fast it's ra- the, Those rapids can be unfloatable. Is that a word? Yeah. It is today. Unfloatable. <laughs> and you're coming out. You're coming through. Why? Because He'll go with you. That's what we've got to remember though. He is with us. It doesn't matter what you're going through today. He is with you. Whether it's man-made or it's your path. He is with you. You know, people say, well, you know, I messed up and I got myself on this path. That doesn't matter. He's gracious. He's merciful. Jump back in. He is with you. He'll get you right back out. Right? When thou walkest through the fire, you won't be burned. You notice in these verses, though, it doesn't say you're not going. It doesn't say anything about not walking through the waters. It doesn't say anything about not going through the fire. When you do. Exactly. When you do. So you are going to. Your attitude is the next question. Are you already victorious? Because if you are, the fire ain't nothing to you except warming your hands. 
you know, thank you, I was a little cold. <laughs> right? The flood's just going to give you a drink of water. None of those things move you when you're going with Him. When you got to hold the Dad's hand, because He'll be with you. Remember we talked about that last time I talked. And He'll be with me. And that fire, it's not going to burn me. He, Right? Glory to God. And that's a circumstance in a situation in life. And you can look at that circumstance and say, Oh no, the water. Oh no, the fire. Not again, God. Can't we go a different way? And He'll say, No. We can't go a different way. This is the way. Walk ye in it. Right? Why? Because you're holding His hand. It can't hurt you. It can't hurt you. These things can't come against you unless you let them. Amen? Out, what we do, how we react, whether we say, oh, our God's for us, or we say, oh, no, how am I going to make it? I can't make it through this. I can't, I can't, I can't. Then you can't. Right? Because you forgot to hold on to His hand. Right? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Hold on. Hold on to the truth. Hold on to, the, to God's Word. Hold on to God's hand. And you will make it through. Amen? But it's not a question of if you'll go through the fire, it's when you'll go through the fire. And the circumstance cannot dictate your position. You have to get in that, be who you are in that circumstance. Make sense? You have to be who you are in Christ in every circumstance. That's how you're going to make it through. Right? Right? You're going to have to remember that He's good. Amen? What did he say to Asa? Remember when Asa, and they were all coming again. You guys remember King Asa? Don't remember the bad things about him. He started out good. Amen? King Asa had a big multitude coming against him. He said, Lord, they're too great for us, but not, to, not for you. We're, our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you because there's nothing that can come against you. Right? And what happened? Wiped out the army for him. Right? Hezekiah. Hezekiah in 2 Chronicles 32, the Syria he had come back against him to attack him. He appoints military to get in. And then in the middle of verse 32-ish, it says, Do not be afraid. This is the NIV version. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria. This is, this is Hezekiah talking and, and the vast army with him. For there is a greater power with us than with him. It didn't matter how big his army was. It didn't matter what the circumstance was. Hezekiah was remembering his good God. And he said it, he, can, he can go out and get three other armies and 16 other gods and it's not going to matter because he can't get someone greater than my God. Right? The power that is with us will always be greater than the power that's with him. Amen? With him is only the arm of the flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. Glory to God. Fight our battles? Jesus fought our battles for us. He already won. Right? He already won. You're dealing with sickness? He already defeated it. Poverty? Defeated it. Lack? It's gone. He's fought them. Amen? These are, he's fought our battles. God fought our battles for us and has already gained victory. Hezekiah was counting this done. Why? Because God was fighting. Who was going to beat him up? Right? He's undefeated. He's never. No one's even lasted two seconds with him. You know, in fact, his, what, if you look down to what happened, they prayed. 
Hezekiah and the prophet went and prayed, and, and then the next thing you see is the, that an army was annihilated. And the word was annihilated. Why? Because they came against God. They came against God's people, and God is for them. You don't come against who God is for. Amen? That's you. That's good news today because that's you. If the enemy has planned anything against you, he's hurting. He's hurting. And don't let the circumstance deter you from keeping that walk, from staying on the path. What if they just said, oh, there's a great army. we got to go. Oh, my, look at the circumstance. That army's so big. I know you're good, God, but, but I'm just not sure. What if they had let the circumstance dictate who they were? They didn't. He said, he said, oh no, our God's way greater than these. And when he was done, the people were rejoicing. They gained confidence. Why? Because of what he said. They remembered that he was a good God. Remembering that he's for you is the most important thing you can do. Because when you get down, if you'll remember what he's done, right? The devil's trying to lie to you. Oh, nobody else is going through this. Oh, uh, no, no one's seen anything quite this bad. You, you've got the market on bad today, brother. And he's telling you all kinds of lies. That's the time to say, shut up, shut up, and shut up. My God is for me. He will bring me out. Amen? Look at uh, David in First uh, Samuel. First Samuel 1. 30, I'm sorry, First Samuel chapter 30, verse 1. Here's a good verse for you while you're turning. In Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, Be strong and of good courage. Don't get discouraged, right? Being encouraged is important. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee. How about He is, that is Him that's going with you in English. He will not fail you and He will not forsake you. In other words, He's not going to quit on you, and He's never failed. That's the God you're counting on. You can count on that, right? You can count on that every time. Glory to God. Your circumstances will not dictate whether you can count on God. You will dictate it. Amen? Because you can change the situation real quick with faith in God. Amen? First Samuel 30, David had been out. Been out fighting, Right? came back and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and, and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. That's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. You know, David comes back and everything's gone. Suppose he said... Well, God, I was doing what you wanted me to do. You told me to go do this, and I was doing it. And why did I come back? And it's bad stuff. I thought you'd take care of me. And you said this, and you said this. and you... No. That's what people that aren't in faith do. That's what people that blame God do. No, no, no. we got to not do that. And if you do do it, do just what David did. Catch yourself. Amen? Verse 3, So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept. They cried so much that they couldn't cry anymore. That's a lot of crying. They were upset. What if they had just kept doing that? No victory. No victory. That's exactly right. No victory. No victory. 
They, they were defeated right there in doing that. And, and what if David would have said, well, folks, you know, everything happens for a reason. And uh, I imagine this must be God's will, so I guess we'll just have to learn to live without our wives and kids because this must be God's will because it's what happened. There's thousands of people that believe that. That. <laughs> yeah, that. Glory to God. It's not true. And David didn't say that because he knew it wasn't true. It's not in the Bible. And people that say it is are wrong. It's not in there. God is for us. He's not, he's not fighting against us so that He can fight for us. He doesn't need to cause disasters. There's enough of them on its own. You know, people are saying, well, He just caused that so He could prove He was God. No. No. <laughs> I'm not going there. No. He didn't. He doesn't cause disaster. He can't do that. That makes Him double-minded. You can't break something just so you can fix it. Right? We broke it. He fixed it. If it got broken, He didn't break it. Amen? Say that with me. If, if it got broken, He didn't do it. But He'll fix it. Glory to God. David didn't say that, however. And, you know, everybody said, well, but David's wives were gone too. Everybody had was in the same situation. And David's two wives were taken captive. I can't say that name. It's something like Ahinoam. All right, and she's a Jezreelite. And Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. That sounds like a candy. <laughs> Carmelite. Glory to God. All right, all right. And David was greatly distressed. The circumstance was distressing. And David was greatly distressed. So what did David do next? What do you do when you're greatly distressed? David was greatly distressed because the soul of the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and daughters. Oh, and they wanted to stone him. Right? Well, that'll make you upset. These are all the people that were, oh, David, yeah, David, David, Saul killed a thousand. David killed ten thousand. David's the man. We'll follow David anywhere, do anything David says. He does everything right. David, oh, David, 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 David. Yeah, they're all for him. But then one day, David doesn't come through for him. Next thing you know, let's get rid of David. Right? You know, I imagine that, you know, that, that's like the pile-on effect. Your kids are gone. You cried till you can't cry anymore. You're distressed. And now they want to stone you. I guess he could have just said, God, just let me die and get me out of here now. No, he didn't. No, that's not what he did at all. David said that Abiathar, the priest, did you hear that? Huh? Ahimelech's son... I pray they bring me bring me the ephod. And Abiathar brought brought thither, brought the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him. Wait a second, we skipped a whole verse. Verse six. Yeah, so excited I read that name right. What did David do at the end of verse six? Before he prayed? 
He encouraged himself in the Lord. He, how did he encourage himself? He's distressed. They're going to stone him. His kids are gone. His wife is gone. Just like what Rob said. He went back and he said, wait a second. God's for me. He's never failed me. He's not going to quit on me. The lion came. I beat the lion up. The bear came. I beat the bear up. Goliath came. I beat Goliath up. God helped me in all those situations. He brought me through. He, he, he helped me to overcome. He didn't take the situation away. Right. Oh, yeah, you got people say, Oh Lord, please take this situation away. Overcome it. Right? Guess what? If you walk through a field, there may be poison ivy in there. Right? You can walk through and say, no poison things will hurt me. It don't mean if you see a patch to walk through it either. That's the Lord leading you around it. Come on. He doesn't take away the situation. He gives you the opportunity to overcome it. He gives you the ability and He is with you. He is with you. Man, if God is going before you, that path is so large you could run a truck through it. Right? You ain't going to fail. God went before you. Amen? David encouraged himself and said, wait a second, stop all this crying and whining. I serve the good God, the mighty God. And he inquired of him. And God said, yeah. Yeah, don't just go over and overtake them. And don't just recover. Without fail, you will recover all. Glory to God. He's not just going to recover part. He's going to go ahead and get it all. Amen. I said in the first service, he got every hair clip, every bobby pin, everything that, the, every bit of makeup that his wife took with him. Everything. All their clothes. There wasn't a sock left. When God says recover all, you're getting it all. Amen? I don't know what you've been going... I don't know what your circumstances... I don't know what the devil's tried to steal from you or has stolen. Go back and get it. Overtake him and recover all. Recover all. If If you were dealing with sickness and it stole some of your money, don't just get your health back. Go get your money back. Right? Get it. Recover all. Because your God is for you. Your God is for you. And He'll go before you. Amen? Amen. Amen. So David went out next day and smote him. Doesn't say he went out and had to decide whether that was God or not. No, he went out, smote him, got back all his stuff. Verse 19 says, After all this, there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters. They didn't lose anything. Bad circumstance, good ending. Good ending. What if he'd have let the circumstance define who he was? What if he'd have said, ah, this is bad, this is bad. Maybe I'm not the David, the king, the, the, the anointed of God. Maybe I, that's this, you know. And he'd have talked himself out of God being for him. But he didn't. That's why it's in here. Amen? Because <laughs> it's good. Amen? And when we believe those things, we'll go through those circumstances. We'll go with God. We can walk through a fire and we cannot be burned. We can go through the flood and we cannot be overtaken. Why? Because God went before us. Well, then why would He have me go through there? There's people in there, guys. Amen? He's not going to move you out of the way of people. 
Right? Where Whatever it takes to get you to people, He's going to go that path. Right? How did He end up with the woman at the well? He went the path that no one else went. Right? Everybody else said, oh, don't go to Samaria. Ooh, Samaria. Walk all the way around. Go this way. Don't go to those Samaritans. Ooh, yuck, yuck, yuck. Walk around. Jesus said, oh, no, no. We're going right through. Why? There's a lady there and I'm going to talk to her. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the God we serve. What about the guy that wrote that verse in Romans 8? Look at Philippians 4. He also wrote those verses too. Philippians 4. Paul. Paul said, He's made us more than conquerors. Right? Isn't that what he said? Back there in Romans 8. You keep going to Philippians 4. 4. I'll look back here at Romans 8 and make sure he said that. Yep, that's what he said. Sure is. God be for us. He didn't spare His own Son. Would He not graciously give us all things? Amen? Amen. Who shall separate us? So hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, nothing. He says, no, in verse 37, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Why are we more than conquerors? Go back to verse 32. or Yeah, no, 31. Because God is for us, who can be against us? We're more than conquerors in all these things. He has made us to be more than conquerors. What's a more than conqueror? It's somebody that's already one. Amen? Acts 16, uh, where did I say Philippians? I'm sorry. There we go. Philippians 4, Paul, same guy that wrote God's for us. It says, rejoice in the Lord always? Well, even when your circumstance is bad? That's probably why he said it again. Because <laughs> probably said probably people looked at him like, and he said, and again I say, rejoice, because people probably looked at him just like some of y'all looking at me. What do you mean always? You can't always rejoice. Yeah, you can. In every circumstance, when you believe this word, you can rejoice. When you believe that God is for you, you're, you don't care where you're at because you know you're coming out. It doesn't matter where you're at. You're coming out. You're going through. You're overcoming. It doesn't matter when you believe this Word. If God is for you, who can be against you? Right? And you are more than a conqueror. Paul believed this. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Right? And then later on, he said, don't be anxious for anything, but by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. The peace of God. And you see, people just want to pray and have the peace. This whole thing goes together. You've got to rejoice, right? Don't be anxious and pray. Rejoice, don't be anxious or careful, and pray. There's three things to do, not just one. Everybody wants to pray and then the peace of God which transcends all understanding. No, you rejoice, right? There are three things. Don't be, don't be anxious, and pray. Actually, there's four because it says, let your gentleness be known to all men. These are the things that cause peace in your life. Why? Because you can rejoice. You will re- you, when you rejoice, you're proving that you're in faith in your God, your God that has never failed you. Amen? When you pray, you're praying to the God you just rejoiced to. 
Amen? You're not praying to the God that you wish would do something if maybe He had it on His heart just this one time because you did a good thing, two good deeds last week, and you deserve it. You don't, if you don't deserve it or do deserve it, He just loves you. And He'll just do it just because He just loves you. Amen? He's not even going to ask or look to see if you deserve it if you'll ask Him for it. Amen? And you'll rejoice and believe that you can have that kind of peace. The peace that passes understanding. Right? Where does that do you any good? When you're a place you can't understand. Right? If you're in a place you can understand the peace that passes understanding... It's not passing any understanding. But when you're going through a circumstance and a situation and you don't understand, and people say, well, how can you be so peaceful? Because my peace passes understanding. I don't need to know why. or I just know I'm coming out. I don't need to have all the answers. I know I'm coming through. Right? I got the answer. And the answer says, He's for me. He's not against me. He didn't... Right? Amen. Amen. Paul said that. After he said all that, and he said in verse 8, finally, think this way. I'm going to tell you how to think now. Right? Well, you got to think different. He did. Why? Because this is the same guy that said rejoice always. So in all circumstances, rejoice. So he's going to have to tell you how to do it. Well, no matter where you're at, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now that will change the... You know what? Yeah, I just don't believe Paul can do this. Let's look over at Acts 16. This is just too good to be true, isn't it? You guys agree? I just don't believe it. Let's look. Acts 16. This is the guy that wrote these verses. Acts 16. Acts 16, somewhere around verse 20. Crowd starts attacking him. People are mad. Right? Religious people are mad. Right? They're mad. What's going to happen? Paul's getting thrown in jail. That's a bad circumstance, right? They say, hey, take him to jail. Take the man to jail. So in verse 23, when they laid many stripes on him. So they didn't just take him to jail. They just went ahead and beat him first. Let's beat him. Take him to jail. This is Paul. He said, When they'd laid many stripes upon him, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. So now he's beaten. He's like this and like this, and his feet are up in the air. And that can't be a happy time. That can't be a happy time. And you know what Paul did. I, I just know he said, God, you told me to come here. Now all this bad stuff's happening. You must have messed up because I'm in stocks. I've been beaten. Things aren't going well. I don't like it here. I'm going to cry. I'm going to moan until you do something different for me. Is that what Paul did? Hmm. Huh. You know, I don't know about y'all, but I think... The jail would have been secondary by by the time I'd already been beaten. I'd already been crying. (laughs) Right? No, no, I wouldn't. (laughs) Well, you know, we have a joke around here. Um, If I break a nail, I always tell them I'm going home because I can't work. (laughs) You know, is it too easy to talk us out of, 
our victory? Is it too easy to convince us that we're in the wrong place? Because, you know, i got to believe that Paul thought he was in the wrong place right now. He, he's been beaten and he's in jail. i got to believe there's some thoughts going across his head. You know, I'm sure I heard from God when he said, come here. And he was. Amen? And he didn't question it in his heart one bit. He didn't stop for a moment. Let's just read on. And at midnight, Paul and Silas cried and moaned and said, God, you messed up. You missed it. No? No? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. You know, now, it doesn't say that they prayed and sang praises because they knew the walls were going to shake and the jail was going to open. I can't say whether they knew that or not. Because, you know what? They did it. Because Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. He's the one that said, you're more than conquerors through Christ who loves you. He's the one, right, that said, he said all these things. He said, if God be for me, who can be against me? And see, all these things were coming against him. All these people were coming against him. But he was the one that, he didn't write these things and then not do them. He's going to do them now. Amen? And he's in the circumstances. He's in the fire and he's walking through. And here's the flood and there's the fire. And he's got to go through. And what's he going to do? He's following God. He's following God. He's not going to stop one bit. He's going to walk right behind him. He's going to hear from him. He's going to do what he says to do. He's going to be who he is. Amen? Because he knows that no matter where he is, he's more than a conqueror. And that God is for him. And that no matter what, he's coming out. And not only is He coming out, He's coming out victorious. Glory to God. And some of that peace that passes all understanding is now upon Him. Why? Because He's done all the rest. He's rejoiced. He's prayed. He's, yeah, right in the middle of all this. Right? Right? And we're losing our witness over somebody driving slow before we get to church. Not y'all, me. Y'all have overcome. Glory to God. But that's no different. You know, I got a hangnail. I got this. This is going on. You don't know what's happening in my life. My bills are too big. I can't got time to believe for other people. All this is going on. I don't have time. The doctor said this. I got to put all my faith on me. I got to do this for me and me and me. And Paul's still not thinking about me. He's not thinking about me. The only thing he's thinking about me is that he's more than a conqueror and that God is for him. That's what he's thinking about me, right? And so he goes ahead and says, you know, no matter where I'm at, God's for me. God's for me. So I'm coming out and I'm coming out big. Amen? So he starts rejoicing. He starts praying. He starts singing praises unto God. And suddenly... There's a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. Glory to God and they left. Oh no. What's wrong with those guys? God just freed them. And they didn't leave. What's wrong with them? Oh, everywhere I'm at. I'm not just leaving. I'm taking somebody with me. Oh, oh devil, you're going to eat this. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I don't just get well. I get my money back. Yeah, oh, 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 no. You, this, is, this was a wrong move for you, devil. It was a bad one for you. Amen? No, no, they didn't leave. 
They didn't leave. And the keeper of the prison, waking out of sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that they would have been gone. Why wouldn't they be? But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Glory to God. That's what drew him to God. Wasn't the, wasn't the earth, it wasn't the earth quaking. It wasn't the prison walls being down. It wasn't the bars being gone. It was the love of God. He stayed. He stayed. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. Not, yeah, right? It's the goodness. Paul stayed. Paul stayed. What's the next thing that guy said? The, he, he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas, brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Sirs, I need to serve a God that loves this much. I need to serve a God that loved me so much. Glory to God. Glory to God. Paul's in the fire. Paul's in the circumstance. He's in the flood. And he, he reaches down and said, Here, come with me. He pulled that man out of the fire. Why would you go through the fire? That man was there. Why would you go through the flood? They were drowning. I couldn't be hurt. My God went with me. Glory to God. He's in this circumstance and he remembers everything he's going to write or had written. I'm more than a conqueror. Right? Who can be against me? And he stays. And the love of God saves this man. And not only does it save this man, he went on over to this man's house later. Glory to God. He went to his house. And he said, They believed on the Lord Jesus Christ that thou shalt be saved and thy house. His whole family got saved because Paul didn't allow the circumstance to dictate his position. He was a child of God. He was going to overcome. He, you know what? It doesn't even say he whined about how bad his back hurt. There's some miracles going on here. Right? Glory to God. He knew wherever he was, he could be effective for the kingdom of God. And when we forget we can be effective because of the circumstances surrounding us, then we lose out on opportunities to pull people out of the fire, to grab them out of the flood. It's not that you're just going to go through it. You're going through it for a reason. That's where the people are. They're drowning. They're burning. They're come. How are you going to get them out? You're going to be the one walking in the light. And you're saying, i got an answer. i got an answer. Come on. Glory to God. Why? Because my God's for me and He's for you. And the reason I'm here is because He's for me and He's for you. Glory to God. That's our God. That's who He is. Right? When we go through the fire, He'll be with us and we won't be burned. Amen? When we go through the flood, He'll be with us and we won't drown. He will be with us. Our God is not a failing God. He has never failed and He will never fail. Glory to God. It's, it's up to us to remember who we are, who we've been made to be in Christ Jesus, that we are more than conquerors and that when the circumstances of life come, it's, you know, it's just like David. You know, why, why didn't he say, oh God, why did these circumstances come? What about Paul? He could have spent all his time thinking, well, what did I miss that I got in jail? 
You know, and I really don't understand. David, David, you know, maybe I came back a day too late. Did I come back a day too early? Did I miss God? Did I not pray enough? I, I bet I missed that last conference, and I should have went to that. I knew I should have went to that last conference. And the reading the Bible thing's really been getting to me. i got to do these things. I know. I just had, And you're spending all this time thinking, and you should have shut your head up, amen, and said, look. I don't know why I'm here, but I know I'm coming through. If it's the path that I'm supposed to be on, I'm coming through. If I missed it, my God's merciful, I'm coming through. Right? Amen? I mean, you got people out there saying, well, you know, I know I missed it and I can't get back. No, Jonah missed it. God made a way for him. Right? He missed it. He got off the path and got thrown off the ship and God said, I'll send a fish to swallow him up. People say, that doesn't sound like a good thing. It does if you're going to drown. Right? Send him a fish. And and then still let him preach the gospel to Nineveh. He's a gracious God. You You haven't done enough or gone too far. He will pull you out and pull you up, pull you over. He'll do whatever it takes to get you where you're supposed to be because He's got people for you to get to. Amen? He's got a work for you to do. Amen? Glory to God. He's a good God. That's what we want to remember. We want to be encouraged. I don't know what y'all are going through today. I don't know how many bills you got on the table. I don't know how much food's left in the pantry. I don't know how much, how many doctors have said this or that. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. God does. And He made a plan way in advance for you to come out. Amen? He made a plan way in advance for you to overcome. He made you an overcomer. And it's not just about health and bills. It's about overcoming in life. Any situation, any circumstance, it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. If, if it's there, you can go through it. You can overcome it. It doesn't matter what it is. Glory to God. What it is does not tell you whether or not you can do it. Right? And when we question why, all we're doing is looking at the circumstance. Doesn't matter. Get your mercy. Get out of the whale fish's belly. I say whale, I'll get letters on the email. Get out of the fish's belly. Get to Nineveh. Just don't get mad after they all get saved. Right? That's what you were designed for. Glory to God. Glory to God. Has God been good to you? Has He ever failed you? If your mind ever told you that He did, stop it. God has never failed one person. He will never fail one person. And He is for us. He is so. He is not just your biggest fan. He's your biggest helper. He's not just rooting you on. He's grabbing hold of you and pulling you up. He's, if you trip, if your foot hits a hole, He puts His hand in there so you don't miss. He's not even going to let you twist your ankle. He says He doesn't even want you stubbing your toe. That's a good God. If He cares about you not stubbing your toe, do you think He's going to make you sick to teach you something? No. He's for you. He's not against you. And He's only got good for you. Glory to God. Only good. Only good. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. 
praise you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and sing, Matt.